What are some ways to fast track your English fluency? How can you better optimize those weekly hours you're going to dedicate to English? How can you spend those hours the best way possible? Those precious hours you have on your English studies. <laughs> right? Exactly, we're all busy, right? So. You should include into your routine some fun, engaging content, right? Like if we remember the real life way, our methodology here at Real Life English, we tell every time, and that's actually the first component, that you should leave your English. And by leaving your English, we understand that it should be fun, natural, and convenient. It should be your everyday habit, right? So. That's exactly a way to fast forward <laughs> your um, journey to fluency because deliberate practice may very soon make you feel overwhelmed, maybe even bored, right? Mm -hmm. So my tips would be to include into your study routine both moments of having fun by watching movies or listening to songs, learning lyrics, yeah, something lighter with like really deliberately sitting and learning something. A very nice tip would be if you take, let's say, a movie clip, a short movie clip, and you should work for about one week only with this movie clip, but you will get the most out of it. You will work on vocabulary from that movie clip, you will work on grammar structure used in the sentences there, you will work on your pronunciation, that would be living your English, right? It would be so nice if you mm -hmm. could connect it to something you really like. I, I love what you're saying because that is exactly what I did. And that is so true. We have so many resources nowadays, maybe even too many resources. <laughs> and it's easy to get overwhelmed with all this information. I love that tip. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. work on one thing at a time. If it is a movie clip, spend a week, two weeks, only with that movie clip. If it is a podcast episode, listen to that episode maybe two or three times. Because I'm, I'm sure exactly. that by the third time you listen to the same episode, you will pick up things that you didn't pick up the mm -hmm. first time around. Mm -hmm. So that is a great tip. So mm -hmm. focusing on one thing at a time. I love that. Bringing the real life way into the conversation. It's important to find this balance between living your English and activating it. Mm -hmm. uh, when you activate your English, that's the study moment. When you actually sit down intentionally, maybe with a book, or to write some sentences down with a phrasal verb you're trying to memorize, or uh, you are working more intentionally with a movie clip, mm -hmm. these are the activation moments. Or even when you have classes with your teacher or at a school, yeah. once or twice a week, those could be considered activation moments because mm -hmm. those are deliberate times you are using to study. Right. But on, in combination with that, you want to make it fun, natural and convenient by living your English. Mm -hmm. uh, in my case, Xenia, um, I find that most of my students, they already live their English, actually. You know, like they listen to podcasts every day, let's say uh, at the gym. They listen to our podcast uh, every day when they are running on the treadmill. But they I think they miss sometimes more activation moments. Mm -hmm. I would say it's the opposite. So. Look at how much time you have to practice your English per week, let's say five hours per week, and see where this time is going, because ideally you want to balance both components here. For example, if you listen to a podcast episode every day for 40 minutes while at the gym, that's great. This is you living your English. It's, a little bit, it's something a little bit more passive. 
yeah, it's like um, you are simulating an immersion experience. Just like if you were abroad, if you were in an English-speaking country at the gym there, you would probably be listening to people around you speaking English. So listening to a podcast every day while at the gym is a great way for you to simulate that experience. That's awesome. But on top of that, also have a couple of hours to actually study, sit down and study the language and see the ratio. Five hours of living your English for one hour of studying it, I don't think it's enough. It's not a good ratio. So maybe uh, live your English for three hours, ideally every day, and then two hours for study time or two and a half, two and a half, maybe split it in half, you know, but whatever it is, you want to balance these two things. Um, if you consume English more passively, be more intentional with your studies. Reserve time to study. If you study a lot, like Senna was describing, yeah. right, Senna? If you study a lot, but you don't consume English daily, so consume more English daily. So you want to see where your deficiency is and balance these two things mm -hmm. uh, out. Okay, guys, and if you are listening to this podcast and some of the streaming platforms and haven't used our real-life app yet, this is the right time to do that. Please download it. You can find it on Google Play Store or Apple App Store. It's free to use. What you get there is just awesome. So imagine there is a magic button. At a click of this button, you get connected to another English learner from a different part of the world. You can connect to them and have a four to eight minutes conversation in English. Express your excitement. Maybe share something what you've learned today from today's podcast. And also you can follow along with a digital transcript. Remember that every week we have a new lesson, so you have access to a full transcript every week where you learn vocabulary with the flashcards where Tiago and I, we teach you the most important vocabulary from the episode. And you can memorize the words faster. And by the way, Here's one of our app users who left her review, and I would ask Tiago to read this testimonial for us. Sure. So this one comes from Tidiani, and Tidiani says, the real-life English app is just awesome. Not only does it allow you to learn new vocabulary, but also it gives you the opportunity to practice your English with people from every corner of the world. I just wanted to ask you very quickly, I imagine, okay, so there is this zesty student who's working and using all your tips and there comes a point when they feel like they are burnt out, yeah? How do you keep that motivation to have this quite intense, even with funny moments, um, study routine? That's a great question. I think it's nice to quickly define burnout. I know it's a modern word, but what is burnout? Yeah, burnout is just like when you imagine a match, yeah, like making fire. So when it burns till the end, it's like it's burnt out, right? So it's when you emotionally and sometimes even physically just like exhausted. Yeah, there are a couple of tips that I can think of in that situation. I think the tip we have already discussed about focusing on one thing at a time can help because I think burnout is very related to overwhelm. You just feel like it's too much that you are taking on. So if you just narrow your focus down to one podcast episode that you will listen over and over again for the next two weeks, that already makes it more palatable for you and easier. 
Also, I would say reduce the time. Yeah, if you are feeling exhausted or tired because you have other responsibilities aside from learning English in your weekly routine, uh, maybe one hour is too much. Drop it down to 40 minutes and see how it feels. Half an hour. If you still feel that is too much, go 20 minutes. So gradually reduce the time, but be consistent. Even if it's 10 minutes, but do it every day. And to be consistent... Uh, with this, I think what really works magic is that when you make this a part of who you are, I mean, when you incorporate English into your identity, right? When you find this, why you're learning English. I have actually a story to tell here very quick. It's not about me. It's about my friend. We were working together. And she knew I speak English well. And once she mentioned that, um, I know that it's very important for everyone to learn English. It's like very important for your job, for when you travel. But at that point in her life, she didn't travel a lot and she didn't need English for her job. So basically she didn't have that strong why. She just knew that, you know, everyone tries to learn English. It's good to know English. So she would once or twice ask me for some resources she may learn English with. And, um, well, occasionally she would read something, watch something, but it was very, you know, it wasn't connected to who she was. She, she really didn't need English. She just like thought it would be nice to learn English. But, you know, two years ago, her situation drastically changed. Um, she is from a small city near Kiev, which was really um, damaged uh, hard uh, when the war started here in Ukraine, so she had to flee the country. She stayed for two or three weeks in Poland, I guess, and then she found a way to go to Norway. So right now she stays and lives in Norway. She is learning Norwegian, but uh, Norwegian language is very difficult, so it takes a long time to learn and how she communicates with the locals there. So English became the only way to communicate with the locals, to find herself there in the new country, to help her kids. She's a single mom, so she, uh, you know, went there with her son. And now, only, like, even less than two years, her English just, like, you know, rose drastically because now this is the way she communicates this is the only way she can communicate wow. with people through english and now she has this strong why this strong motivation it's just like there is no way out for her yeah only speak english if she wants to communicate with people and um, we chatted uh, recently and i asked her about it and she said that she even went on a date and spent the whole day like in english yeah she was communicating with a guy in english so uh it was, you know, this is the example that, I don't know, we were working together for three years and during all those three years, she never could, uh, you know, speak English, even simple, basic one. And now, less than two years, she is going on a date using her English. Amazing. That is an amazing story. And <clears throat> it illustrates nicely the importance of our uh, connect idea 
from the real life way or methodology, right? Um, so if you connect your English learning to a higher purpose or to a strong why, like you said, and to your identity, to things that you already like and consume in our native language, the journey will be easier. Very likely, uh, you won't feel as burned out if you do that. Mm -hmm. So guys, that's why uh, we have put a lot of thought into developing our methodology, the real life way, because each one of these components, they go together and they need each other. You need to be making your English learning fun, natural, convenient. Do it every day, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes. Also, you need to balance that passive consumption of English with more deliberate, intentional study time, whether with a teacher or by yourself. And all of that process needs to be connected to who you are, to your interests, and uh, to a strong reason, to a strong why. By the way, guys, if you want to learn more about our methodology, the real life way, Ethan and I made a podcast episode about that. We're going to leave the link here in the show notes or under this video if you are on YouTube. But do watch that video or that episode, listen to it, because then you can learn in more detail about our methodology because one component needs the other. We are talking all about something that is very near and dear to our hearts, the Real Life Way. And the Real Life Way is our method that we help learners from all around the world to improve their English. We're kind of defining and coming up with a framework so that we can better explain it to other people, better use it to train new teachers or new team members, better use it to create content, 